Welcome to the Gigless Podcast, Season 2, a podcast showcasing the works and talents of those who lost their gigs due to the COVID-19 pandemic. This podcast will feature a range of creatives from the Tri-State area who are young visionaries and who contribute to their craft despite the recent events that have happened. Join us today as our host, Remy Levovic, speaks with Emmanuel Ofori, a hybrid artist who is based in Poughkeepsie, Pennsylvania. As an artist, Emmanuel challenges the Western idea of beauty and the standard limitations by exploring his personal experiences as well as the beauty within African art and culture. You can learn more about his projects and future events in the show notes of this episode. Enjoy. And welcome back to Gigless. I'm your host, Remy Lubovic, and today I have our guest who is a mixed media artist based up in the Hudson Valley. His name is Emmanuel Ofori. Yes, perfect. <laughs> I love getting there, sorry. So this is our actual second time interviewing and talking with each other because we had some technical difficulties on our first interview as you listeners know and for you new listeners out there everything that we do is through zoom and sometimes zoom doesn't save the recordings and we run into technical difficulties technology yeah (laughs) the good thing is is that you're great to talk to so i don't mind Yeah, no, yeah, me too. And I was like, uh, when she said, uh, you said uh, we should do a second, I'm like, I don't mind. I don't mind doing it. So I was like, oh, all right, let's do it again. Yes. So even though, you know, so the date that we're recording this is 11-24-2020, but your episode's going to be coming out in the upcoming week. Um, You know, we're kind of at that edge where we're teetering on if we're going to go back into lockdown, if we're going right. to stay open, what yeah. are the restrictions that are happening? Um, you know, so what are, and this is sad because some artists and people have finally gotten comfortable to start having events or very small gatherings where they take temperatures at the front of the gallery or you have to RSVP like way in advance. COVID test, I've heard about those. So, Manny, I'm going to give you the floor and you tell me what you've been up to and what you're planning on doing. Oh, <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, ever since we talked last, um, there's a lot going on. Um, so currently, um, I have a show coming up in December, um, December 5th, actually next week, and that I've been kind of like on the grind, kind of like trying to get more works done. And actually trying to do something different that uh, it's something I've been doing, but kind of like so trying to use the stuff that have influenced me during the quarantine and into some of my older older stuff to see how it comes out. So I'm excited for people to kind of get a glimpse of what I've been working on. Uh, so I feel like I'm going to be working to the wire because I'm so actually working on a piece right now. So most of my day today was even working on that and actually coming to do this. So, yeah, I've been, uh, been quite busy, quite busy during this time. But it just kind of sucks that we have to, people think about going back to quarantine again. And in some ways, I feel like we got, um, we have ways, um, we kind of like learn a little bit from what happened earlier. So this is going to be 
it's going to even help us even more once we go into quarantine. It's not going to be as hectic or like no one's going to not know how to cope with it. This is going to help a little bit, you know. Um, right. And I think that it's going to help too that a lot of people went back to their artistic or creative roots. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know from, you know, just following you on Instagram and seeing your work, um, I know that you use mixed media and sound materials. So if you could right. just tell our listeners about some of the wood and the, how you mix with paint. And- right. Yeah. And some of my pieces, most of the time, um, I'll go scavenge, scavenge, how does it say scavenging, like scavenge, yeah. hunting, like dumpster diving, not going into the dumpster, but whatever material that's around me that's what I usually use in my work and one material that I really I'm drawn to is um plywood and plywood is very versatile and uh, it's one of those materials where you can get a lot a little can go a long way and I always use that pattern or like because there's some patterns in plywood like especially when you use the end grain to create different patterns and I use that in my work to kind of like uh, mimic fabric in some ways, or like kind of like call back to uh, um, traditional African fabrics in the work. And I'm uh, trying to, in some, oh, most of my works too, sometimes I try to incorporate 3D into 2D. So trying to make something that looks 2D into 3D, also trying to trick the viewer's eye a little bit. So once a viewer look at it, it kind of has like almost like a painting quality. But the more closer you get to it, that's where all the tricks are kind of like revealed to the viewer. I know that a lot of your artwork is, um, you know, inspired by Ghanaian culture. Mm-hmm. And you said when we talked last time that a lot of your work, like you talked about a painting that you did with your aunt mm-hmm. and how it's very, you know, for listeners that are listening, it's very textured. And you can clearly see, like, especially the pieces that he's used plywood for, you can see clearly see how those patterns and how the paint just interacts with that medium. Right, and, yeah. And with, like, I know this is getting very art technical here, but it's important <laughs> to know everyone's getting an art lesson. But, um, you know, if I was to go on your work and let's say we go to Instagram and we see, you know, the piece that you put out, I think in black on July 23rd, like the textures that you're able to, wait, so what is this medium just for people that are listening in? For which one exactly? Or is there some, a specific one or just in general? Which one? Oh, actually those ones were um, pieces that started in quarantine. Um, I kind of like wanted to experiment more with working small on, on a small scale. So most that one is mostly just fabric and um, paper. So it's mostly just a traditional collage, but yeah. trying to basically play around more with composition and see what I can kind of do or uh, kind of like how I can compose a figure in different ways, not just the traditional painting or like the traditional drawing. So I'm trying to incorporate a lot more drawing elements, more of my background, uh, what I usually do more, um, I will not say back in the day, but like uh, more, more of my traditional side of like the painting and um, the paint drawing and combine to see how it's going to look. 
so I've been experiment, experimenting more with that. And from those small paintings, um, I kind of like went bigger with it or like translated that paint, small paintings into wood to see how basically once you have a, a small piece or even when you do one, one painting in a, in a different medium, what's going to change or how can you still translate that, but in a different way. So those right. ones. Right. And, you know, I think that that's like, you know, just to just looking at these paintings and looking at these drawings and these illustrations and again, mixed media blends things mm -hmm. so well and you're able to really translate the message with different textures and tones. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of like, you know, uh, snapshots of life captured, yes. um, especially like in the smaller pieces that you mentioned. And I just wanted to go back to this because we talked about this on the previous Lost episode. Um, <laughs> the Lost episode. <laughs> yes. You, so I believe that you told me that this is a picture of your aunt. Yeah, that is uh, my uh, my aunt. Yeah. Um, yes. And for those who are just browsing through and looking, he posted it on February 10th, and it's a picture of this woman that is in this red, black, uh, and blue, and different patterns on each on each article of clothing that she's wearing. And as many told me last time, she's dressed to go to a funeral. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a it's somber, somber kind of like picture, but um, I wanted mostly like the fabric and like the colors and color choices to kind of basically tell that story. It's almost like a little bit more of like a inside baseball a little bit where like, if I don't say that people might not know what is happening or like even, so I have to kind of like, or like if you just read about just my background or the history of my culture that will also inform you about, oh, okay, so I see what he did there. He used the black, mostly in, our, in my culture, like um, black, black, red, mm -hmm. um, mostly funeral colors used for um, funeral kind of like to honor the dead. dead. And um, so I wanted to kind of like play homage to that kind of like um, aspect of it. But also to to kind of celebrate that person. I don't want, even though she's wearing those garb, doesn't mean it's supposed to be a sad scene or something sad. Yeah. Because yeah. Well, the checkered background definitely like it kind of is. You know, it's playing into there's there's a lot. At least for me, at this point in this angle, it seems like there's a lot more depth to mm -hmm. her as a character. And as a person and as the figure in this painting, I feel like uh, she is only the beginning point in the viewpoint because as you see past in the checkered uh, background, it's like you're getting drawn into the painting and to the story. And, you know, we had this lovely conversation last time where you told me, you know, about, yes, it's funeral, yes, it's somber, but it's also very like, striking and powerful in the stance that she's making and yeah i find interesting the the various like columns in the backgrounds mm -hmm. like little rows there's here i'll put it up the little zig the yeah little... going in different patterns mm -hmm. it's almost 
that little optical uh not you know yeah optical illusion so kind of like drills the viewer in even more and i always find it even for me whenever i go to like a museum or whenever i look at art i'm always drawn to when um, an artist kind of plays with the viewer's attention or view of the viewers um gaze a little bit because like even just looking at one painting can have uh different easter eggs or different elements in it and you're like oh wait i didn't see that before and you just keep it keeps the viewer's attention like it grabs grab them and just like holds them there and i always find that very powerful and um sometimes i always try to emulate that a little bit in my work even just by using even using materials like wood to kind of um simulate um fabric or like weaving fabric to kind of like simulate little paintings or something like that. Well, you know, and to, to touch base and to acknowledge your culture, um, I know uh, that got just because I have a Cuban background that Ghanese and uh, that to like a lot, and this is not just Ghana, but to a lot of different uh, African cultures and backgrounds, it gets so in-depth that it's fabric, texture, pattern, and that can go anywhere from family, origin, belief, right? Right, yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's, there, it is embedded into the cultures. So it's like, it's all part of what makes them who they are. And, um, and I'm just, I feel like I'm just there here to kind of like, just give people a little glimpse of it. Um, just to kind of like show my appreciation of it. And also to, it's almost for me, act as like a way for me to still connect to that, you know, even though I'm, I'm here by mm -hmm. me doing portrait and um, doing even just doing research of how to kind of like what this fat, because even, most of the time, sometimes I don't even sometimes realize, oh, not even really, but like don't know what something is, but I have to even go do research on it to kind of like so um, understand the meaning of it so I can kind of so um, share that, um, share to the viewers so the viewers can still understand what I, my intentions are, you know. And right. yeah, it's such a rich culture and I always, Every single time that I go back home, I always feel like I learned something new or like I always pick something up every single time. And it's, yeah, it's never, I feel like it's one of those inspiration that's never gonna go away from my work. It's always gonna keep influencing the next one. Right. And with the last few recent posts that you've made, it seems like there's just like, especially you said that you made this over the quarantine and that, you know, we know that our world has changed mm -hmm. drastically or our ways of life has changed so drastically within the last, um, just, you know, the last year has been unlike anything else we've ever experienced. But a lot of the art that you have posted or that I see that you, the processes that you've been posting and all that, um, yes, I am Instagram stalking. <laughs> No, no, but sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it's it's just like the people are like the the posts and the people are just filled with so much joy. Right. Yeah. And I was, can yeah. you expand with that? Yeah, I always try to um show the highlight of uh of uh people 
of my skin color um basically just showed the kind of like uplift the people um a little bit i don't want to show us in a negative way or basically put us down and most of my portrait just trying to highlight like the joy of the person and um most of the like in, in the group scenes like what you were saying it's almost like a snapshot moment mm -hmm. of our lives because we still are regular humans we have daily occurrences so just giving people glimpses of that is more what I'm trying to go for. And uh, basically, typically, even just in art history, you don't really see um, this kind of um, portrait, like portraiture. Um, so I'm kind of, I was trying to kind of bring them into like the art canon and a little bit. Um, what was the word? Like immortalize them a little bit. Basically, yes. once I have them, in the art world that they're for basically for life and uh that's what i'm trying to go for um in my pieces do you have any inspirations from you know your cult from just black artists or uh culture or like any is there any specific black artists that you are inspired by or a certain um you know like there's clearly a lot of like with the rubik's cubes in the background of one it's just so much color and patterns right and i don't know that just makes me like really happy is like just seeing so many different colors and patterns and pop and then it goes back to some in your woodworking uh port like in your woodworking paintings you see more traditional stuff but mm -hmm. like i'm just happy that you're able to like immortal like you said like immortalize like joy essentially right yeah <laughs> um for artist influence there's there's a number of them um I, I think what was that list them all oh <laughs> on top of my head um i'll say candy wiley is one of them uh, basically the way he kind of paints the black figure in um in kind of almost like traditional contemporary way um, it's one of the major influence. Um, Yenkashinabari, he uses um, basically Africa, uh, basically kind of like um, African print fabrics in his work, and he's basically kind of talking about post-colonial colonial, um, African world, how it's kind of like almost the whole world is almost kind of like a Slickical a little bit, like every, every that culture a little bit influenced African culture, and African culture is influencing um, basically European culture in some ways. So he's kind of like commenting about that, like the globalization of our world, and I was was drawn to it um, because like um, in his work, from what I saw, um, I was realized that um, what I learned is. The African fabric is not really from Africa. It's actually from uh, it was brought to uh, um, to us by the Dutch into the Western African culture, but we kind of adopted it and made it our own. But everyone always seems, uh, everyone always thinks it is made from Africa or Africans made it, but technically it is from a different culture. But by the same time. Um, the way he uses it is kind of like he uses European artists, I mean, or European um, figures wearing the fabric to kind of like comment about that, seeing how it's from a different culture, but at the same time, it 
kind of came from that. Um, another artist would be um, Ninjinka Kuya Crosby. And he, and I'm not he, she basically kind of like talks about the duality of living both as a Nigerian artist and being um, living in America. So those two worlds, kind of like the conflict of that and how to meld them. So I'm always trying to like, even because for the longest time, I always had that kind of struggle in myself. Because um, at first, I was kind of so ashamed of who I was. But then later on, even by just doing the work that I do, accepting who I am as a person, my culture, my skin color, kind of made me proud. So it that's kind of the artists that I look at. And those most of those artists are the ones that kind of like influence my work a lot. Um, right. Um, there's a lot more I can't really think on top of my head at the moment, but like if I can just like still name, list them, list them all at the same time. <laughs> no, but those are all great artists. Um, um, you know, they, to, to remark on the first person, the first artist, I, I forgot his name and I'm so sorry. Um, can you Yes. He painted Obama's portrait. Mm -hmm. And let's just say that for those of you who are not familiar with this artist's work, um, he got so deep into symbolism and the mythology of that portrait. Because to anybody, it just looks like Obama sitting on a chair, and in the back, there are some bushes. But within to art facts right yeah <laughs> in that um the mums like the chrysanthemums the mums mm -hmm. that we see like around halloween and all that mums are actually the official flower of the city of chicago right you see was made. that's yeah. incredible i didn't even know that <laughs> because that's what i kind of like about art is that what what i like about art in general because you can imbue that into the work and it can so because I always like the fact that it can be what it is it's like oh it's just a guy sitting in the bushes but and that is so mean and symbolisms and you can draw what you can from it or like you can so get that and it make I always feel like it it enriches uh it makes the painting even even better once you know it more it's like oh wow I didn't think this was part of it and now it makes it even ten times even better right. And so, you know, to get back to your work and, you know, just knowing all these different inspirations and these um, places that you take them from, especially because they're so personal and meaningful. Um, when you go, you said that you're a gallery artist, when mm -hmm. to any artist who's listening out there, um, when you go into a gallery space, how do how is your artwork primarily because of the fact that it focuses a lot on yeah. your experience as a black man and as a Ghanese person as having all this how like does the gallery force you to adapt to them or can you can you adapt to that gallery especially post-covid and post right, all yeah. these events like that have happened and all these discussions like I'm so Take as much time as you need on that. Yeah, that one, that one's because I was you. You can definitely adapt to what a gallery wants, or if you want your work to be sellable. But my method is 
I don't care about that. I'm just doing this so people can see my work and I'm doing it mostly for me because um, I always feel like the reward might come later on. It's like uh, right now I'm not looking for monetary gain. It's, if it comes, it comes, you know? So I'm so I'm not trying to compromise my work for that, you know? I'm so I'm just using that more as like a weird to say like almost like a marketing ploy to kind of like get myself out there more for more viewers to see um there's a black artist in Poughkeepsie that's doing this and people can do it because in in Poughkeepsie it's hard to I would still find it hard to find like different um people of color artists there. So it's kind of almost like a calling card. All right. Let's all gather and like trying to like make something happen here, and we're trying to start something new. So I don't go into. In some ways, it's hard. But at the same time, I, I would still have that conflict. Like, oh, wait, am I supposed? Should I be making money, or should I not be making money? But my goal is not for that. For like my real paintings, the personal paintings, is just to get my work out there. If it sells, it sells. But if it doesn't, as long as I'm happy. I'm happy with it. No, and you know, that's just, I think that's a conflict that all artists have, especially mm -hmm. like when you, when there's a price tag on it, like when there's monetary value given to something, I feel that we put like, we compare ourselves to that value. Like About, we think yeah. a painting is worth, you know, let's say a hundred dollars and someone's mm -hmm. like, I got five you know <laughs> that's gonna make that's gonna like you know kick you in the stomach like ooh. but you know to have that such joy in your work like you're a, like a lot of your um figures and characters in your work do like that really carries and shows thank you appreciate yeah. that mm -hmm. you know and because you know the the world is just always shifting now and I feel like it's going it's changing at such a faster pace yeah um, one of the things you know because in the last couple of months we've been experiencing and the like the whole collective art world has just kind of changed either gone virtual mm -hmm. or gone like people just like disappeared and took it as a long residency. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it sure does feel like that, yeah. Right? So, you know, and you said that you, you're trying to bring it into different, you're trying to bring your art into different spaces. Have you tried TikTok or, because Instagram at this point, listeners, 1124, the algorithm, it looks like a shopping mall. So oh, yeah. it's like, yeah, Instagram is is disappointing me a little bit, but I've not tried. Yeah, TikTok or those kind of lately. I've been I've been slacking a little bit on my social media game a little bit. Actually, um, got one of my friends to help me build a website, like revamp my website, and she she was saying she was gonna help me take she's gonna take over my social media so she can kind of help market myself a little bit more, which I was like. Thank you. Whatever, whatever you need, I'm gonna be, cause I am so bad with those kind of stuff. Like trying to, because even in the social media game, you, you wanna have like a constant pulse and to get your stuff, um, almost like a like a consistency, yeah, consistency. And yeah, lately I've been so busy 
track um off track with different stuff that I've not posted for for quite some time. So I need to get back into it and yeah. just like promoting my shows and uh, what is going on. I know, I know what you mean because it's like take pictures of your work. Well, if I take yeah. pictures of my work, I can't work on my work. My work, yeah. And it's almost as if you need like a little camera crew to follow you around to take all the pictures because that's the thing about that people don't realize about artists, especially artists such as you that are in gallery spaces. You're your own promoter. You're your <laughs> own. Uh, you're your own promoter, accountant, promoter. Yeah. manager. <laughs> It's, it's like I saw a meme about that on, and on like an art page. It's like artists are their own promoters, um, basically um, curators, hang like movers, everything. So you always have to do multiple things all at once, and sometimes it can be exhausting. So, hey, I'm trying. I'm trying my best with it, but that's one aspect that I'm lacking in, and. Um, that I need to get a little bit better on, like marketing myself a little bit more or getting myself more out there. Right. But yeah. And I just want to take this moment to say to all Giggles people that are like all our Giggles listeners that on Instagram, there's a new guide. Like you have to go to your privacy, then go to your guidelines and then click the little book icon that says guidelines and turn it off because now apparently that gives people the right to repost your work without you knowing it oh what no way yeah i literally figured this out the other day and you know because i have you here now <laughs> so i'm trust me i am like when i'm i was livid when i found out when i found out about this because who is that really going to impact and, and affect? It's going to affect artists, creators, everyone mm -hmm. that made Instagram a platform. Yeah. Because I oh, find God. all the artists that I follow and that I go to shows or that I like update myself with, like I only went on Instagram because I wanted to go to art school and I wanted to see what artists like illustrators Artists. were doing. Right. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's going to definitely affect them really really bad and oh thank you for letting me know that so i can like actually yeah get situated no because especially now with the protests and everything that's been happening you're having like a lot of black latinx and indigenous artists their work is being stolen because it's like an informational graphic mm -hmm. or something and then it gets reposted and not credited and then it gets reposted and then that suddenly you know yeah you just always don't like that like where you take the credit from the artist is it's not fair to the artist you know to put a heart into it and now you're gonna take that away from them right like, yeah but you know social media aside and feeding you know the ever needing the attention of so of of social media what is your routine like in your especially now in covid i during covid i feel like everyone's just switched up their styles and you know like what's your process to start getting like a painting or a vision going especially i love the fact that you're like i'm making this for me not for social media yeah <laughs> typically um always starts it's tricky for me because the way I, I kind of started is um, I was 
I have a whole bunch of images. Like if you look on my computer, my whole screen is covered with images from back home, if, uh, people that I know personally, people that I met. So, and I'll, I'll, it just goes to my head. It's like, all right, what can I do with this image? And lately I've been using a lot of Photoshop to kind of like help me compose, um, help them with my composition. Or like if I wanted to add different elements into my paintings, I could kind of compose it in Photoshop. Then from that, I can translate it into painting. So usually I always start with the image that I want to use. Then from that image, take it to Photoshop, re-edit it, make sure I have, I can pick and choose some colors, where I'm going to place it, what elements I'm going to add to it. Then from that, um, either I just go straight into the painting itself, or I'll just do like the small scale version of it. It's almost like a finished sketch. <laughs> and what's crazy is like from those uh, small paintings, and when I translate bigger, something might change. I might keep some element from that or I might expand from that element. So it's kind of like the small painting becomes like its own thing, and the bigger painting becomes its own element. But from that, um, but usually what I, what, what I usually do is um, I don't work on just one piece. I work on multiple pieces at once. So I can have like, right now, if you look at my desk, I have like three or four sketches on the table that I've not even finished drawing yet. And I'll be working on the painting, one uh, a couple of wood pieces in my garage. Um, and the painting itself will be on the wall. So I'll be going back and forth, like doing multiple things. And so, it, so in the span of like two or three months, I can get like four pieces done. Right. Or like I can get like four different pieces all done. It's like, all right, now I can take a little break, then do it all over again. That's great. <laughs> That's oh my goodness. My That's so thing. great to be able to just, I was telling you the other day, like I just started sketching, <laughs> I just started sketching into my routine again on a daily basis. And, you know, I'm just happy to see that you have it like down pat and that you can produce. So what I think is so much in such a short amount of time. Right, yeah. I sometimes it's still amaze me. I'm like, oh, wow, I have all this stuff. But one thing I'm bad at is like, I can start a painting or like, a, I can start like a project mm -hmm. and it'll just sit. Uh, on my wall for quite some time. I don't know what it is, but I just, it's not like losing interest in it, but I lose some attachment to it for right. a little bit because I kind of like found my new my new thing that I want to work on. And I work on that, then I lose a little interest and I just go back. So I keep doing, keep bouncing back and forth with it. So it's like, even, but uh, my thing is like, um, Whenever I start painting, I can paint in a day. Like I can paint one piece in a day, but what takes longer is having the the drive or the motivation to finish that painting is what takes longer. Because right. um, was it? I think two a week ago, I had a painting that was sitting on the wall for almost like a year that I just finished because I was I lost interest in it. So in the show. Yeah, actually, it is going to be in the show. So I was like, you know what? Let me get let me get my, my butt to it and just get it done because it's been sitting there for way too long. So I was like, you know what? 
sit down, don't fo focus on anything else, just focus on this and get just get it done. Is this so show that's coming up on December 5th, is it going to be, is it going to be, what, how many shows have you done this year? Because I know that everybody's kind of gone virtual as well. It's the last time we spoke, you said that the galleries that you were working with weren't virtual, so. I've done a couple of them, um, but mostly um, it's more small scale shows. Mm -hmm. um, so at the same gallery, and I've been doing a lot of the smaller works. So it didn't, I didn't have that kind of um, burden to kind of like create a number of different works. So I'll just, the small scale painting helped me kind of create a number of numerous amount of work in a short period of time. So I can kind of like, so, um, so because for the gallery that I'm associated with, um, every month we have to come up with three different works that we want to hang for the gallery. We still had to do it during quarantine because it kind of was so kept us going a little bit. Um, right. all the artists, yeah, give us like a, a drive to still do our work. So, which I kind of appreciate them doing that. So that's what I've been doing. And that's what I've been hanging. That's what I've been like doing for, for the gallery, just smaller works for them, just to keep myself uh, on that path. And just like now that I have my show coming up, I wanted to kind of still get back into what I traditionally do. So that's where I wanted to see how working smaller scale would translate into the bigger scale. Right. Do you have themes that you guys do? Like that you had to, do you have to adhere to a theme? Do you have to react to the current, you know, climate that we're in? Or... Months... Oh, sorry. Go what ahead. Go ahead. No, I was saying certain months we do. Like um, during um, July, we had a show called Abstracts. So it has to be an abstract piece of art. But um, if you're a member of that gallery, you don't really have to adhere to those rules. You can do basically, you have the wall space and whatever you want to do in that wall space is up to you. So um, if you want to still hang up the same type of work that you've been hanging up, you can definitely, you can certainly do so. If you want to still adhere to the rule or like basically the theme of the show, you can do that too. So also too, sometimes it helps if you uh, adhere to the rule because it kind of give it a cohesiveness in it. But it's not, yeah, everyone has like, it's a lot, the gallery kind of gives you the freedom to do so, like to do whatever you kind of want in some in some sense. Yeah, I just put a sticker over the date so I could try to make that show. Because <laughs> I want to go, I really do want to go to a show. I haven't been to an art show this entire time. And that's mainly because a lot of the galleries are that at least out here, like most of the gallery shows that have been reopened or done, like I've gone to virtual galleries mm -hmm. and virtual performances, but like to physically go to a show, it's going to be my like first one since oh, March yeah. shut down. Yeah, there's like different places are having like limited amount of people going and I'm just hoping we don't go into quarantine next week. Oh, no. <laughs> that would be like my second show that either got can canceled because of um, quarantine. 
because was during uh, when was it? It was actually in February when the whole shutdown happened. I had my show and it just got cut in half because the whole quarantine. So yeah, just, yeah ended in the middle. And if this happens, <laughs> I just have bad luck. So unfortunately, Manny, we are down to the last five minutes of this um, great conversation. Yeah, I feel like we always have a good conversation. Yeah. If you want to find, you have to find a lost episode. <laughs> I know. <sighs> no, it's not, yeah, it happens. Got so I was so technical in that episode. I gave so many details about your artwork. Yeah, I know. I remember. We, we yeah. It's funny because like even just now, like just us talking, I'm like, I feel like it's still like a con uh, continuation. Yes. Of the previous one. So I'm like, oh, wait, I thought we talked about this. It's like, um, because I like, like I wasn't sure. You explained it so well. <laughs> right. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I should do like almost like a full introduction. So I was like, oh, wait, people already knew that. But I was like, no, let me just do a brief one. But don't worry. We're going to do the whole, we're going to give you the whole, you're, you're going to get the whole page, the whole Instagram photo everything that could possibly be out there and so like what is um you know so what are your final thoughts basically like what are you looking forward to in these next couple months like per, like as an artist like personally um want to basically get this works out there um not gonna take a break so I'm gonna keep grinding and do more more stuff uh more work so I'm gonna i'm gonna a little revert back a little bit more to the small scale because the weather's getting cold outside and i can't really do full paintings outside so i might go backwards a little bit just for a brief moment to kind of so get more inspiration and um uh, because like once you have a big show like this sometimes it kind of like drains you a little bit of like some creativity so you always want to i'm always looking for like the next challenge or like how can i improve my work or how can i um, improve what i do because like in some way um i'm i don't want my me to be even just uh my work or whatever i do to be to become stale or to become monotonous um, what's the word monotonous yes like, so I always want to kind of like so find ways to make myself better or my work better. So that's where I need to do a little bit more soul, soul searching for the next series of works that I'm going to be working on. Right. And, no, I'm excited for it. Like, you yeah, know, all this internalization being channeled yeah. into artwork because at the, you know, I tell this to everybody that's looking at art that, that we're going to reflect back on this time and a lot of people have actually talked about the artwork that has come during the period mm -hmm. of the Spanish flu. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people uh, channeled that and coped with that. Like a lot of artists really, you know, talked about it through their mediums, through their art styles. And I think especially now, you know, artists such as yourself are going to be you know, it's going to be paramount when people look back and be like, what was it like to live during that time, especially right. coming from all these different perspectives. 
that's definitely true and i definitely agree with that yeah it's gonna be yeah interesting a couple of years from now how yeah how we reflect on this period this very turbulent 2020 i think 2020 is going down in in the whole history i mean as one of those time in history where you're never gonna forget or one of those moments where it's like where were you or what were you doing during that time or like it's gonna even be in the history books of like what people were coping with or even how it influenced artwork in some ways or in some form you know and even just with the social injustice going on and everything how people coped with it and all how artists kind of like responded to that element right. you know? there's definitely a lot of that going around and you know what but that's like going back to what i said before like all these artists and illustrators out on instagram that are breaking complex subjects down into things that more people can read and understand Mm -hmm. that is necessary and i think for you the way that you highlight like you know hanging out with your childhood friends or seeing the people in your family as like these figures that are going to be immortalized mm-hmm. um i think that there's such joy that you're bringing and like like you said like immortalizing through your work so thank you i'm excited to see no matter what you know emotion you put into the next pieces i'm excited to see how they're going to <laughs> yeah there you go i'm just speechless because i i know that it's going to be excellent work and i know that it's going to be able to translate and hold up right i appreciate the the support and and i don't want to disappoint you know just like i still want to so you can't disappoint me <laughs> <laughs> you know, nothing nothing at this point <laughs> nothing at this point <laughs> i'm appreciate good it, yeah. mm-hmm. Thank you Giggles for is a good space to come in here and to share my perspective and uh, give my um, view on my work and stuff like that. Give it my work a space to kind of like to influence or even like to put my work out there for other people to come uh, to view. Appreciate right. that. Thank you. No, of course. And that's you know, what I say to everybody that asks us about this platform is that, you know, Giggless is an open door policy. You want to talk about your work, you want to talk about how you became Giggless over this pandemic, Mm -hmm. literally just send us a DM over Instagram. We will talk to you and we will schedule a time. You're right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Hopefully we do more of this. Uh... Absolutely. We're definitely we're definitely thinking about doing a follow up series when oh, everything great. is like normal or we're in the clear or you know oh, yeah definitely yeah we definitely got to do another one um, this should be fun and see how yeah a follow up will be great yes so thank you guys again for listening to this episode of Giggless again our guest today is Emmanuel Lafori and I've been calling him Manny. Many and then where can we find your work? Um, you can find my work on, I have a website. It's called manyoforu.com. You can find my work there. Or you can find my work on, on Instagram at ofori underscore inc. And also on Facebook too. 
Um, sometimes I post some stuff on there. So you just search up Manuel Fori, can pick him up. And that's basically it. Well, thank you so much for being on this episode of Gigless. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. All right. Okay, Dan, take us out. Thank you for listening to the Gigless Podcast, hosted by Remy Leibovic and produced by Dan Wagner. The song used for our intro and outro is Beach Walk by Unicorn Heads. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to our social media pages on Instagram at Gigless Podcast and our website, gigglesspodcastblog.wordpress.com. There, you can find out more about the artist, contact the host and producer, and find out more about our schedule. Thank you.